When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Penguins have two players on their roster right now that they need to build the bottom six around. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins To Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and today let's talk a little bit about the bottom six because it has been a topic of conversation for the Pittsburgh Penguins all season long, especially coming into the year. People expected more of the third line of Denton Heinen, Jeff Carter, and Kasperi Kapanen. Well, Carter has been dropped to the fourth line. Heinen still in that spot, but not producing anywhere near what we expected of him. And Kasperi Kapanen is producing, but for the St. Louis Blues. The point remains, the Penguins are looking at a hard reconstruction of their bottom six this summer. They've seen better results lately than they did earlier in the season because lately they've actually had some better play from those units. Haven't necessarily gotten all the goals except Thursday they did get a very important, very key goal from their fourth line, Drew O'Connor to Jeff Carter. I talked about it on my last episode. A fantastic play by all parties involved, including Brian Dumlin. So the bottom six has been better recently, but it remains clear that there's still a rebuild to that unit that needs to come this offseason, right? They need to look much different with their supporting cast than they did coming into this season because this year it's taken the healthiest and another great season from their stars just to keep them in contention for the playoffs. It's very clear that this team as a whole is not great because the bottom six has so many deficiencies. So, there's going to be a rebuild in the bottom six. The current construction is this. Danton Heinen, Ryan Paling, and Mikhail Granlund as the third line. Drew O'Connor, Jeff Carter, and Josh Archibald as the fourth line. And currently injured, but technically another forward in that mix, is Nick Benino. A lot of these guys are on expiring deals. Heinen, pending UFA. Josh Archibald, pending UFA. Nick Bonino, pending UFA. Ryan Paling, Drew O'Connor, pending restricted free agents, which means the Penguins have a little bit more control over what happens in those conversations. They do have Jeff Carter for another year. They do have Mikhail Granlin for another two years. But as I've talked about on several occasions, those are not the guys that I'm talking about building around. Those are the guys that you try to trade this offseason. Going to be difficult because Granlin's contract is huge and his production is not. And Jeff Carter has a no-move clause, so that makes it pretty difficult. But those aren't the guys I'd build around. I will say, though, there are two players in this bottom six that recent performance has shown me they deserve to stick around 
and they deserve to be part of the next iteration of the Pittsburgh Penguins bottom six. Something that earlier in the season, I'm not sure I would have said about either of these guys. Both of them, 24 years of age. Let's start with the guy that you're probably expecting me to talk about because it's it's the image that you're looking at on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube at Inside the Penguins, it's the image you're looking at. If you're listening to it, this name's going to come as maybe a surprise to you. Maybe not because I talk about him a lot. Drew O'Connor. Drew O'Connor has impressed me a whole lot this season. I've talked about him in nauseam. I think the strides he has taken have been some of the most improved statuses and some of the biggest strides of anybody on this roster. Only one of a few young players to actually break into Mike Sullivan's trust bubble, right? We talk about it all the time. You know, the Penguins don't use young players all that much. They don't give very many opportunities to young players. Jonathan Gruden had three games with about five minutes of ice time in each game. He was sent down. Philip Hollander has played, I believe, six games in his entire career. One last season. I think he's played four or five this season. Sam Poulin got half dozen games, if that. Alex Nylander got half dozen games, sent back. So the only guy in the last couple of seasons to really break into Mike Sullivan's trust bubble as a young player is Drew O'Connor. Right? He has speed. He loves to forecheck. He's always visible when on the ice, and that's a big one. Because the Penguins' bottom six for a lot of this season, you would just say, did that guy even play? And if you did notice them, it was usually in a negative way. It was, oh, he got beat so bad there. Oh, that was a huge turnover. It cost the Penguins. Drew O'Connor is visible. A lot of the times in all the right ways. Which is exactly why Mike Sullivan has started to trust him a lot more. You've seen it grow throughout the season. He's getting more and more responsibility. He was even put on the third line for a time being. His speed changes the dynamic of the bottom six. Right now, Jeff Carter's negative impact has kind of been neutralized. Why? Because he's surrounded by two fast guys that love to forecheck. It's basically two gnats circling around molasses on the ice for the Penguins' fourth line, and that's Josh Archibald and Drew O'Connor. And O'Connor has a lot to do with that. He does have some puck skills and offensive upside, but still, he has a tendency to look like a little bit like a baby deer learning to walk when he has the puck on his stick, right? You can tell that he knows what to do with it. It's just getting there. That's the different story, and that's the challenge that he has to face. He's still young. He's 24 years old, right? He's never going to be a 20-goal scorer in the National Hockey League. He's not. But as a fourth liner, maybe even a third liner, I think he's done extremely well when also being surrounded by a bunch of players that have not played extremely well. For a long time, he was on the wing of Teddy Bluger, who, you know, he's fine for Vegas right now, but struggled a lot as a Pittsburgh Penguin this season when he was even healthy. So Drew O'Connor has been pretty good this year. And I wouldn't mind it if the Pittsburgh Penguins said, that's a guy when we're going to rebuild this entire bottom six, that's a guy we're going to keep 
in our mind as someone that needs to stay right where he's at. He stays. Now, pending restricted free agent, so the Pens are going to have to re-sign him. Probably not a contract that's going to be too heavy on the books. So, Drew O'Connor, that's the first name. I said there were two. Second name, also 24 years old, Ryan Paling. Technically the throw-in player on the Petrie for Matheson trade last summer. He's been the better of the two players as of late. And honestly, if you look at the entire season, which one is worth the money more, I would say it's Ryan Paling. Which one has done their job better? It's Ryan Paling. Now, Ryan Paling's job is not as all-inclusive as Jeff Petrie's. The Penguins are asking a lot more from Jeff Petrie than they are from Ryan Paling. But Paling has done his job to a T, especially since returning from injury on March 16th. He's been really good. His ability to switch from the wing to center, his ability to play on the penalty kill, that is obviously what endears him to Mike Sullivan. Sullivan loves these flexible guys that can play in multiple situations, play in multiple positions. So obviously that's why Ryan Paling has endeared himself to this coaching staff. But the way that he's been able to play when he's gotten there, similar aspects as Drew O'Connor. Plays with speed, plays hard on the forecheck, plays hard on the back check, and is visible very often in positive ways. That's what you want from bottom six guys. Now, especially fourth line guys. If Drew O'Connor is your fourth line left wing, Ryan Paling is your fourth line center, and you have better guys ahead of them, you're looking pretty good as the Pittsburgh Penguins. Problem being, right now there's not very many people that would be better ahead of them in this organization. That's where the rebuild comes into play. So while I say you build around these guys, I basically mean this is the base from which you build off of. That's probably a better way to phrase it. He has some sneaky speed, does Ryan Paling. We see it all the time. Anytime he goes in on a breakaway, anytime he skates right past a defenseman, what comes up from NHL.com's Twitter account the fastest tracked speed in the 2022-23 season is Ryan Paling, right there above Connor McDavid. So he's got the speed. It's deceptive because it's a pretty big body out there. The fact that he can move that fast is certainly a positive for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He too will be a restricted free agent after the season, but I think it's pretty clear and obvious that considering the holes that the Penguins are going to need to fill, you got to check off the easy answers. Bringing back Ryan Paling, bringing back Drew O'Connor, those are the easy answers. Those are the free spaces in bingo. Yeah, re-sign those guys. Why? Because it's going to be cheap, and they're going to give you the production you need from the position they play. Sign those guys, then you worry about the big question marks, the ones that are harder to figure out. Goaltending. What do you do with Jason Zucker? What do you do with Mikhail Granlin? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? The answer is obvious in the case of Paling and O'Connor. You bring them back and you build from that base in the bottom six. You look at the rest of it. I talked about Carter and Granlin. Not going to talk about it again. Danton Heinen has had one good year and one bad year. So what do you do with him? You cut bait. You let him go somewhere else. He might have another good season. Might score 18 goals again like he did last season for the Penguins. But you can't gamble on bringing a guy back, even if he's cheap. You can't gamble on bringing a guy back that only really plays at 5-on-5 five five and has a tendency to disappear 
for a dozen games at a time. He's in the middle of one of those spells right now. You don't notice him out there. You really don't. And he's playing on a line with Paling. Now, Paling, you know, the fact that he's shown some positivity being surrounded by Danton Heinen and his Houdini act and also by Mikhail Granlund and his Houdini act, and sometimes he is visible and not in good ways, speaks more to Ryan Paling. So I, I think he cut bait with Danton Heinen. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Josh Archibald, I'll, I'll talk about him really quickly. He's an interesting case because he's done everything the Penguins have asked of him. He's somebody who is really good in his role. But the Penguins could fill that spot with somebody better. Right? If someone better is out there, put someone better in there. Not to say that I'm against bringing back Josh Archibald because I think he's fine. Right? He knows his role. He plays his role well. He's the pest. He's the pesky guy. He can somewhat kill penalties. He plays the forecheck well. Decent on the puck. Scores about four or five goals a season. He does his job to a T. If worse comes to worse, not a bad cheap option for a fourth line guy or where really it would be perfect for him is if you have him at the 13th forward and you have 12 capable forwards ahead of him. Some people will say, well, don't bring him back. You're going you're gonna to block some young talent. I don't know how much young talent is going to play fourth line right wing better than Josh Archibald right now in the Penguins organization. So he's not someone to build around. He's not really a building block for a bottom six. But if worse comes to worse, and you're trying to fit one more cheap option in there to try to just add another piece to make sure you are a little more covered in case of injury, I don't hate Josh Archibald. But at the end of the day, there's two guys. Ryan Paling, Drew O'Connor, build around those guys. That is the base of the next bottom six for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Everybody else, I would not mind seeing I would not mind seeing leave. We'll see what happens this summer. But still plenty of work to get done this season. Three more games. Penguins still not in a playoff position as of this recording. So we'll see what they're able to do. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins. Like, subscribe, turn on notifications, all that fun stuff. Or you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast from. Again, subscribe, leave a review, let us know what you thought. But that's going to do it for this one. We'll see you guys next time.